Silent Night, Holy Night. Jake here. Before this week's episode of the Shepherd Cast, I wanted to take a minute to invite you to our church's special Christmas Eve candlelight service at 7 p.m. on Monday, December the 24th. That is the day after this episode of the Shepherd Cast comes out. It is truly a beautiful service, and we hope you can attend. Also, we would like to invite you to give a listen to last week's special edition episode of the Shepherd Cast. As you may know, last week the Shepherd of the Valley Choir performed its annual cantata. On last week's special episode, you can hear that cantata sing with the angels as performed that night by our choir. On behalf of Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church, we would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Blessed New Year. Now, here's this week's episode of the Shepherd Cast. Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley. You are listening to the Shepherd Cast the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon and Bible readings in audio form through this podcast. We thank you for joining us for worship this week, as even though you might not have been able to join us this Sunday, we're glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, this week, our episode of the Shepherd Cast will be a little bit different than usual. As some of you may know, our pastor, the Reverend Scott J. Anderson, had some health problems this past week that required him to go into the hospital. So this Sunday he is taking it easy and recuperating from those health problems. We ask that you keep him in your prayers as he recovers. In his absence, one of our congregation members, Dottie Scott, was willing to give a sermon for the fourth Sunday of Advent. You will be hearing that sermon in today's podcast, along with our Bible readings from this past Sunday, and a song from our choir, which is under the direction of Susan Kashak. To see what our readings are this Sunday, and to see what our choir performed, please take a look at the show notes for this episode. And as always, I'd like to remind you that if our readings don't necessarily match up with what's in your Bible, we use the NRSV translation of the Bible in our worship service. Speaking of our worship service, we would like to invite you to join us for worship if you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Also, we would again like to invite you to join us for worship on Monday, December 24th at 7 p.m. for our annual Christmas Eve candlelight service. You can learn more about our worship experience by visiting sotvchurch.com slash worship. So without further ado, here is this week's episode of the Shepherd Cast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Our first lesson is taken from the book of Micah, chapter 5, verses 2 through 5a. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give up them until the time. 
When he who is in labor has brought forth, then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I read, read responsibly a reading from Luke, chapter 1, verses 46b through 55. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For you, Lord, have looked with favor on your lowly servant. From this day, all generations shall be blessed. You, the Almighty, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. You have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You have shown strength with your arm and scattered the proud in their conceit. Casting down the mighty from their thrones and lifting up the lowly. You have filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. You have come to the aid of your servant The promise made to our forebears, to Abram and his children forever. <clears throat> our epistle lesson, the second lesson, is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sin offerings. You have taken no pleasure. Then I said, See God, I have come to you to do your will. O God, in the scroll of the book it is written of me. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. There are they, These are offered according to the law. Then he added, See, I have come to do your will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second, and it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dear Lord, let us pray. Oh Lord, use my, uh, my lips and my mouth and let me give the words that you would like. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please be seated? Before I, I read the, the gospel, and I will read it, I want you to uh, get a little bit of background on the story that we're about to hear. This is a meeting of two pregnant women. One is old and one is young. One is six months along in her pregnancy, and the other has just found out that she's pregnant. And yet both have a very unique pregnancy. Elizabeth is the older one. And she is well past the year of bearing children. And yet has never been, never been pregnant. The angel Gabriel comes to her 
her husband, Zachariah, as he's working in the temple, as he was one of the priests that uh, did the incense in the temple, and tells him that his wife is going to have a baby. And that the baby's name is going to be John. And John is going to be the, one of the last of the great prophets to prepare the way for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, Zachariah didn't quite. He questioned Gabriel. And as a result, he was, he was not able to speak until the circumcision of his son, John. On the other hand, we have Mary, a very young peasant girl who is a virgin. Gabriel appears to Mary and tells her that she will be the mother of God's son, Jesus. At this time, being an unwed pregnant girl uh, was not without consequences, shall I say. It, it made her damaged goods. Um, her family would reject her. No one would help her. It just wasn't a good situation to be in. But regardless of all this, she is overjoyed that God chooses to use her. Gabriel also uh, told Mary of, of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Uh, they didn't have cell phones back there. So that when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, Elizabeth has no idea that she's coming. And she certainly has no idea of what has happened to Mary. So let us now look at the scripture. It's Luke 1, 39 through 45, Mary's visit to Elizabeth. At this time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill of the country of Judea. When she entered Zacharias' home and greeted Elizabeth, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in the womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the, the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I, as soon as I heard your greeting, greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she that believed that Lord, that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Hear the humble faith of, of Elizabeth's words. She realizes that she's not worthy of, a, of such a visitation. And at the same time, she realizes that her Lord is coming to her to bring her great blessings. Such humble faith 
is truly the work of the Holy Spirit. We know that this, this little child came to us in the flesh so that he could do the only job that, we, that could save us. He came to do the Father's will, to keep God's laws perfect on our behalf. Christ came to offer the one perfect sacrifice that atones for all our sins, to suffer and to die a sinner's death on the cross. Taking the punishment that the law requires and that we deserve. He came to be our peace, our life, and as shown when he rose victorious over sin and death, granting us blessing and, and joy. Then Elizabeth has one more thing, uh, word for Mary. She says, blessed is, is the one who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. You know, Zachariah didn't understand, and he, you know, he questioned Gabriel, but not Mary. In her childlike faith, she was overjoyed. Faith. That's what we're seeing all around here. The faith that, that Elizabeth had known that this was a, no ordinary child that Mary was bringing into the room. It was the Lord himself. And faith of Mary, as, as Elizabeth you know, says, the faith that she believed the great things that the angel had told her about her son she would soon bear. The meeting of these moms is a meeting of two great women of faith. Both Mary and Elizabeth stand out as wonderful examples to us. They believed the words of God, and they received the gifts. The Holy Spirit will work such a, a Mary and Martha, a Mary and Elizabeth, I'm sorry, uh, faith in you too. You see, there's, there's a whole bunch of, of miracles that we see in our scripture today. The way that both Elizabeth and Mary got pregnant, that's truly a miracle. But also the way that they both believed and rejoiced in the good news of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That too is a miracle. Even little John, though he was not yet born, got in on the believing and rejoicing act. Anytime anyone is given the, the gift of faith and joy in the Lord, that is a miracle of God. It is the work of the Holy Spirit, working through the word, working in our hearts, creating a saving faith and a blessed joy. The great thing is that you and I have the same good news and the same Holy Spirit at work in our hearts today. It is at this point in the scripture that, 
that we hear, and we've already, we, we've already rehearsed this part of it, but we hear from Mary herself, as, as important as Mary is in the gospel, there are only three times that um, her, her words are actually recorded. And that is, first of all, when she hears the, the news of her um, upcoming expectance, and now, and then at the beginning of Jesus's ministry, when he turned the water into wine. It is here that she gives us our first Christmas carol, the Magnificat, or Mary's song. Magnificat means to magnify. Mary magnifies, Ma Mary's song ma is about magnifying Jesus Christ at, as Lord. Though he is not yet born at the time of this scripture, she wants to sing his praise and magnify his name. This is where all, songs all such songs begin with the praise to God for what, they, what he has done. She disregards her circumstances of being an unwed mother to be and praises God. Luke 1, 46 through 55, Mary's song. Now this, is, this song is pretty near and dear to my life because when I was a child, this is one that we rehearsed in the church almost every Sunday. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of, this, of his servant. For now all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He performs mighty deeds with his arms, and he scatters those who are pr proud in their innermost thoughts. He brought down rulers from the, their thrones and has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants, just as he promised to our ancestors. This song has three parts. First of all, there's the praise. Then we learn of Mary's benefits, the world's benefits. And finally, Israel's benefits. Mary reveals that um, true worship of God begins with the spirit. It begins with an understanding who God is and what he has done and all that he has given to us. Boy, that's a lot. Mary had a, a mind that was thoroughly soaked in the scriptures. We know this from the way the angel speaks to her and how she responds to the angel. 
We know it from the words Mary herself speaks. And we also know it because this song of hers is very similar to the song of Hannah, who, uh, who also had a miraculous birth when she gave birth to Samuel. And the song of Miriam, when the Israelites escaped Egypt, the Egyptian army passing through the Red Sea. In this song, which is 10 verses long, there are 15 discernible quotes from the Old Testament. Mary's mind was saturated with the scripture. Mary knew the word, and it came out when she worshiped God. First, she speaks of her own lowly state. This, of course, refers to her own humility and loneliness of mind, but also refers to her sinful condition. Yeah, she was a sinner, just like you and I. Secondly, she also recognizes that she is a servant. She refers to herself as a maid servant of God. She does not deserve anything that God, from God, but wishes only to serve and to please him. Yet through, though she is a sinner and a servant, God see, seen fit to bless her, and it's nothing that she has done, but rather the action of God. While the proud are brought down and left empty-handed, and the humble are, are lowly and filled with... Uh, filled and exalted. This is not because their plans were so great, but because their God is. The benefits God pours out on us upon the world through the coming of the Messiah, the wonderful promise for the people of Mary's day that comes down to us. Mary saw the Lord turning everything upside down the weak dethroning the, the mighty, the humble scattered, scattering the proud, and the nobodies are exalted. <laughs> the hungry are filled, and the rich end up poor. This reminds us of the, of the Bened, uh, Beatitudes we see in Matthew um, 5 and, and Luke 6. Such truths are very comforting to even for us when we when you see when you are wrong god set it straight when you are downcast god lifts you up when you are slighted god will bless you when you are insulted god will exalt you of course the condition for these things uh, doing these things for you is that you must be humble and lowly yourself. This reminds me of the last time I had to preach. We looked at Mark 10 and we saw that, that Jesus said that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. We must come humbly before God as a little child. You see, these words of Mary are words of, of revolution, words that, 
that, tur that turn the world inside up, upside down. Here we have a person with little or no hope singing words that few dare to utter. Mary sings of hope based upon God who enters our world in a most unlikely form using the most unlikely people and who promises to usher in a new kingdom in a new world in the, in, that is not of this world. Although people of Israel are almost always been in a state of rebellion against God, God remembers them. And through Mary, that Mary's words, that we are reminded that he never will forsake them, but always remember them and always fulfill his promise to them. God is an, on Israel's side. Mary once again shows her knowledge of the scripture during, during, uh, by quoting one of the promises of God to Abraham from the Old Testament. Don't ever let anyone tell you that God has permanently set Israel aside or will not fulfill his promise. Mary shows she understands that the baby in her womb is God fulfilling another promise to Israel. It is God coming to help Israel and fulfilling his word. Mary's song is beautiful reminder of all that God has, has done for us and has promised to do for those who follow after him. It is a new song that bursts from the lips of Mary based on what she knew scripture to say. Her song is not yet over. This is just the first verse of millions, more to come. She sang many more stanzas throughout her life, and the men and women of God throughout time who allow the words of the scripture and penetrate their minds have added many more words to the song. You can add your own verse too. Your, stand, your life is a stanza in the greatest song ever written. God made you, and he loves to hear you sing and give him praise and glory. Even if you're like me and you sing off key or you can't remember the words, God gave you the wonderful gift of salvation through Jesus Christ during this Christmas season. People often ask, what should I give somebody who has everything? The only one that has everything is God. You give him praise, you give him thanks, that's what he wants. Learn a lesson from Mary and sing praise and thanks to God this Christmas.
You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you are able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com 
and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.